0: Welcome to Frog Ops Food Founders Interview. Today's guest is Leonie Lynch of JustBe. Uh, JustBe is a protein blend developed to supercharge your health, but it tastes like a treat. Packed with clean, functional ingredients and combines collagen with cacao and other superfoods to nourish your skin, support bone and joint health, boost energy, and keep you going. I'm very much looking forward to hearing how Leonie has achieved all this and won a Great Taste Award, as well as finding out more about her mission to instill lasting, healthy habits even at times when staying healthy can feel like a chore. Welcome, Leonie. Thank you. I, I guess the first question is, I mean, what, what was the driving force behind starting Just Be?
1: A few different things. Um, I, I, at the time that I had the idea for Just Be, I was studying branding. So I always wanted to create a brand. So That was one thing. Um, then I saw the customer problem, which was tired, busy people were running on empty and needed a nourishing boost. So love a challenge, and I thought, I know nothing about food uh, <laughs> other than what I put into my body, so let's go and uh, create a food product. That's kind of where it started.
0: Wow. And what, and what, you, what were you, you say, you were studying at the time?
1: It was 2014 I, I first got the idea. So I was in the middle of my, writing up my PhD. So I was started with a PhD in 2011, and I graduated in 2016. So it was right in the middle of it. Uh, had had my first baby in 2013. So I was the one busy, tired, and running on empty, and uh, got the sparked the idea for this product. And then um, once I when I graduated in two thousand and sixteen, I actually started the business.
0: So you hadn't always wanted to start a food business.
1: No, uh, I have a really uh, varied, diverse background. So in my twenties, I DJ'd and I um, I was an artist. So I, my primary degree is in fine art. And then when I was um, 28, I went back to college, did a master's in marketing, fell in love with brands and just became obsessed with consumer culture, why people buy things. Uh, Food was never the thing that I wanted to do necessarily. It was um, solving problems for customers interested me and why people buy things. And then I've taught Pilates for 14 years. So I've always been in the movement health wellness space. Um before I became a Pilates instructor, like in 2010, I was always into training. So I've been personal in training uh, for years and years before that. So that's where the kind of interest in food came from. Like, I love food. I love nutrition. Nice. I love supp- I don't love supplements because they don't taste nice. But I love knowing why people take certain products and food supplements.
0: Ah, so as part of your work as a movement coach, were you advising people on diet?
1: I never advised people on diet because it wasn't part of qualification, so I taught people how to move, but my interest in the movement systems, like I'm a trained animal flow instructor and Pilates, so it's functional movement I was interested in and why, um, like, you know, that you don't have to go and do uh, crazy hit classes every day to to become more supple and to, like, protect and maintain the body that you want. So it was all about inside-out strength. So that was the ethos I kind of was trained in with the Pilates. So it was inside out nourishment, inside out strength. The interest in the actual functional food came from when I was uh, in back in two thousand and thirteen, I trained as a pre and postnatal specialist. And part of the postnatal um training was this module on nutrition for postnatal mothers. And because I was a postnatal mother myself, uh, that's where the recipe kind of stemmed from. It was, okay if you're postnatal and your body is absolutely distraught from the pregnancy marathon, um, what do you need to put back in your body when it's at its um, weakest to to make it strong? So it was uh, more protein, uh, fiber, essential fatty acids. It was um, good fats. So the recipe kind of came from the function of what I needed. And then I found the ingredients that I wanted to make it taste amazing.
0: How did you set about that and you know, how did you decide what to put in the product and why is it there? And also, how important was making it a clean label to you? Mm-hmm.
1: The, a clean label. That decision to make a clean label has made everything in this journey so torturous. But it has stood to me in the end. So when I started the business, the product that I created was a ready-to-drink beverage with a 28-day shelf life. It was, I used bovine collagen in it. And the reason I used bovine in it was I used to take it myself. So I don't like whey protein. It doesn't suit my body. So I've taken collagen since 2014. Um, I've tried every protein powder in the market, um, you know, all the plant ones. I never found one that I found the taste or the aftertaste or the mouthfeel was good enough. The collagen for me was all that. It, it was very, you know, bovine, can't really taste it or smell like it. So when I was creating the product, this, this ready to drink beverage uh, in Ireland, the supports are great. So they have this thing called the innovation voucher that you can get from Enterprise Ireland. You can spend €5,000 Euros with a third level institution to help you develop products. And then you just pay the VAT or whatever. Um, so I went down to a place called Chagask, which is one of the the, the national bodies. And they, they're dairy producers So they we actually developed the drink. In it, in the dairy um, factory where it was homogenized and pasteurized. So, so when we were developing that, I just, I just wanted a clean label. I didn't, again, a personal dislike of stabilizers, gums, uh, sweeteners, Zytol, stevia. I just didn't like the taste of those, and I didn't like the fact that they were in every protein powder and every product that I had tasted because it just kind of took away from the health aspect of it for me. So, because I wanted the drink a clean label, I could only get the twenty eight day shelf life with it. So I had tried high pressure processing, which is this thing that lengthens um, shelf life naturally. So I got about an extra eight days of that, but it just it was too it was too um, difficult. So I did that that part of the business for two years. It tasted like Terry's chocolate or, or orange. It was a lovely, thick, creamy, like chocolate drink, but it was thicker. So it was really interesting for people because they couldn't get it. They didn't. They thought it was a really expensive chocolate milk, but a thick one. It was weird, but it was an amazing product. Um, but it had short shelf life. It was cost as much to make as to sell it. Uh, I had no distribution. I learned so much. It was just me. So, you know, I'd get it in, I'd get a listing, but I couldn't serve or keep it up after that. So I decided to pull that in 2019 and pivot to powder. So that was the big, so so essentially just be this business version two is 2020 on. And we kept the clean label, of course. Yeah.
0: Excellent. What's in the range now?
1: So it's, so again, this is a, a very conscious strategy. Uh, it's just the one product. The reason it's just the one product is it's uh, the Coca-Cola or the Red Bull strategy, right? You get this is an amazing product. There's nothing like it. I'm going to make this work, and when this is absolutely profitable and blowing the border, I have four other products being developed that I will bring on board. But I've seen too many food businesses. I have too many friends that are in the food industry. The margins are so slow, are so so small. If you have a product range with ten SKUs. Um, you have to get minimum orders for every ingredient, for every piece of packaging, for every change of packaging, for every piece of design work you wanna change. So the pressure and on the cash flow and everything else is too much. And I would rather keep some of my sanity and get everybody on board with this product because it is so different. Like it's not a protein powder that I could bring out a vanilla, a strawberry, a thing. This is a thing that's really unique yeah. And more people need to taste it and try it and get hooked to it.
0: So. That's really good advice, actually. Who are you making the products for? I suspect you kind of started very much thinking about yourself and what you wanted. But as, mm. as you've kind of grown and developed, have you done market testing or got feedback or focus groups or research or anything mm-hmm. like that?
1: Yeah, I've done it all. Um, I was part of an incubator in 2018 in Ireland called Foodworks. And part of that is worth working with board Bia. So we did, uh, we did focus groups, and at the time, so why when I started this business, it was the new mother was in mind. So we did a lot of research around postnatal and the new mom and everything, and um, that's a very small market. Like it's seventy thousand babies a year in Ireland are born, ten times that in the UK. So while it sounds big, it's just it, it is quite small. So I so and it was after a conversation actually with. Uh, a girl I used to teach Pilates with. She has four kids. She was back at work and she said, you know what? I'm more tired, more busy now. Two years after I've had all my kids than, uh, than ever before. And then my sister who doesn't have kids is like, I'm tired and I'm busy and I need this. And then, you know, a guy down the road would say, hey hold on this is a universal issue everyone's tired everyone's busy just because you have kids don't you know don't think that you're more tired or busy than me so it's all relative but the thing we all have in common is people don't get enough protein women don't get enough protein they don't know where to get the protein Um, people want clean label they don't know where to find it so it actually became a more uh general product now It is 85% females that do buy my product. But again, that might be just because that's because I'm talking about it. Um, But um, it is more general, but it tends to be 25 to 50 is the age group. The more predominant age group is 35 to 45, and then either side of it.
0: Uh, And what have have consumers told you about the product?
1: There was a couple of stages. So obviously, the ready-made drink was $1. Part of that was consumer research. So that was, I was testing product market fit. I found out it was too early for market. It was too expensive, too, too short shelf life. So when we brought out the powder, we were supposed to launch in March, 2020. COVID happened. And then I didn't launch it till October, but, but between March and October, I did a beta test group. I got a hundred people to, to buy the product. I didn't want to give them the product because I wanted them to appreciate yeah. the purchase. So it wasn't a lot, but I got them to buy it. And then I asked them to video them using it, and that was so interesting because um, what I discovered was everybody doesn't know how to use a protein powder, which I assumed they do. So I had I had people shaking it in a jam jar because they didn't know what else to do with it. You know, they didn't have a. I thought everybody would have a protein shaker or a um, or a blender, and they didn't. And when I brought out this product, all I wanted to do was for people to add milk to it, any type of milk and be on their way what's actually happened is it's turned into this whole other amazing thing that i call flexible food so people do put it in an overnight oats they do it into their porridge they make smoothies with it it's amazing in coffee so there's this whole other root to market channel that i'm trying to develop in the coffee side so if you put just be coffee and frost milk in a in a in a cup it's a uh, collagen mocha Right. So in the summer, if you put ice to it, it's an amazing iced coffee. You can add Baileys to it. That's amazing. It's hot <laughs> chocolate. Kids, kids keep robbing it off their parents for our hot chocolate. Um, it's it, you can you can put it into protein balls. You can put it into brownies. You can bake with it. Collagen with heat, So it's turned into this amazing like culinary ingredient that can fit into people's lifestyles and you can change it up. So like I'm in this coffee buzz with it at the minute. I have it at 11 o'clock every day. I ha- I'm doing that about four months now. Before that, it was obsessed with it in the morning for smoothies or, you know, so so you can change with it. So it allows people to not get sick of it because generally everybody loves chocolate and it tastes like a kinder bueno. So it kind of, it
0: works. Do you kind of demonstrate those uses and that, that kind of ways of using it on, I guess, in social, on the website and things like that?
1: Not enough, but as... Every uh, lone founder will tell you there's too much to do and everything gets shoved back and everything. And also, I went away and had a third baby last year. Uh, So life is pretty chaotic and we moved house. So, um, yeah, it's like I have a, oh, yeah, you have to do your content. You know, this year will be the content year. So I have have some videos of, uh, you know, how to make your little coffee or how to do this. Um, but that is the biggest thing that needs to be upgraded this year.
0: And uh, to top all that, you you won a great taste award, which, for mm-hmm. as you, you said yourself, with supplements there can be a perception that they don't taste. They might be doing you good, but they don't taste great. So that must have been a real a real boost.
1: I was. It's the best thing that's happened, to be honest. To just for just be because everybody says their product tastes great, right? And you can say it, but people have been told that so many times they don't trust any you know they don't trust brands and, and and they're right to as well because these powders and protein powders um they cost so much money like nothing is below 20 30 40 euros pounds so if you're doing that every time to test a product there's an awful lot of food waste there's a lot of an awful lot of money waste um to get the great taste award gives people a little bit of comfort that okay you know it mustn't taste that bad it actually tastes amazing but so we got that in 2021, which was fantastic, and um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that for a very small brand trying to make waves, it it helps, it yeah. certainly so helps.
0: Levels the playing field a bit, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it is supplements. You know, people buy ten packets; they're in the press. Like I have supplements in there, like tablets, and I hate taking tablets. You know, that when when COVID happened, you know, up the vitamin D, up the vitamin C, up this. I don't think I've taken any of them, but I have like 10 bottles still in my press, you know, looking at me going, why did you waste your money on me? And it was a lot of money, but it's just, you know, the routine of standing at a counter with a glass of water and popping pill after pill. It's, as I said, it's a chore. Like health has become this huge to-do list. You know, if you're not cold showering, if you're not dipping, if you're not journaling, if you're not doing your sun walk, if you're not doing the like, where do people find the time? so with this it was like okay you get your collagen your protein your fiber everything you want boom gone i'm busy i have other things to do just just set me up and let me get on my way
0: where are you selling at the moment
1: so we are online so again i it was a strategy to go just online first because just it's just me i don't have the bandwidth to do it all so i did the online through 2021. And then we got a distributor in Ireland into the health food stores, independent health food stores, nice and slowly last year. And then this year, a little bit more on the pharmacy side through that distributor, got a second distributor up in the Northern, Northern Ireland. So I'm in mean, Medicare, pharmacy, we just got a listing there. And then we got a listing with supervalue, which is a big multiple in Ireland in uh, September. So we were supposed to go into 10 of the health food stores or the health aisle stores there. We're in 60, actually. So that's going a little bit. So next year I have to focus on driving, you know, raise your sale for that. Um, so that's pretty much it. So, and then I'm in a hospitality um, trade show in February because I want to get that coffee link. Like I want someone to go, you know what? This is a cool idea. It tastes amazing. We're going to put this on our menu and we're going to sell this as a mocha, as a hot chocolate, as a coffee booster for um, our customers. And again, being female, if they're female-led coffee shops that are going, you know, that, like that, uh, of course people will love that you get seventeen grams of protein in your coffee as well as collagen, and it tastes nice.
0: Yeah, it could be a real point of difference to someone if they uh, if they grasp it.
1: Yeah, because there's a there's a, um, a cafe in Shannon Airport that put it into their overnight oats. They sell it as a breakfast overnight oats, and it's to die for. Like, it's gorgeous. So people, again, busy commuters. They can grab their protein oats and have it on the way to the plane or bring it on the plane, and they're all set.
0: Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, me online, are you, you're selling – it isn't just Ireland. Are you selling into the UK and, and Europe?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my distribution center is in Northern Ireland, so um, we, can, we use Royal Mail to get to the UK, and then we serve Ireland, and then we can get into Europe. But because I've changed fulfillment centers, the old – one I had was American, and they had a uh, UPS huge access to all across U- Europe for very low shipping rates, so that was brilliant. But now it's DPD or Royal Mail, so actually the 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 cost of shipping it to Spain, Germany is, is quite expensive. But I can, and then I'm on Amazon UK as well. Yeah, so I, I did the Amazon Launchpad in 2021.
0: Now that's a a scheme to help businesses use it, I guess.
1: The way they pitch it is for innovative brands to showcase them so we just it's basically the same but you get a you get a page you get a branded page and you get to use the amazon Launchpad logo so it gives you a little bit more visibility on the platform yeah,
0: excellent. thank you the brand is very striking and you mentioned that you're you have a fine art background is that is that your mm-hmm. work or
1: it is not no <laughs> uh so when i was in art college I, used, I did abstract art and i used to throw a lot of paint around Um, But I do have an appreciation of art, so that's why I outsourced this one. Um, So we had a design team in Dublin that I met, a small design uh, house, and they had a friend who, Rick, uh, who is, he goes by the name of HEDOF, H-E-D-O-F, and he's done work for Ikea, Nike, huge in um, uh, Asia. And he does, he's an illustrator, and he does these, Cool caricatures. Like if you look at my packaging and then look at his Instagram, you'll see you go, ah, okay. I see the I see the style, but he'd never done um um like shapes or or you know a, a brief like this before because it's characters usually. So he we gave him a brief that what he did was to represent the ingredients getting out into every cell in your body, and that's he came up with the Just Be pattern. So if you look at the 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 shapes and everything it's all about the body and function so there's so not only does it look different and look striking and the color palette is gorgeous there's a reason like it's a yeah. function again it's functional food it, there, there's a, a, an, a an explanation behind it
0: can i ask how you've funded the business so far
1: yeah uh blood sweat tears <laughs> and uh, so again ireland is great i have to give them a shout out with the government supports are great so you go, so there's two different agencies, there's a local agency and then there's the the big agency, Enterprise Ireland. And you can get things like, you know, very small stuff to start. They'll help you with the website. You can claim half the money back. You can get a voucher to develop products. Then you can go on incubators where they'll, you know, the, the first one is called New Frontiers. They'll pay you 15000 to take six months off work to develop whatever you're developing and get a business plan together. Um, then there's feasibility study grants where you can spend 50 claim back 25. So there's 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 supports there. They have link ups with um, uh, microfinance Ireland who they give you you know 25 grand loans over three years to start the business. So there's a few like small business uh, loans supports grants that you can access. So I've tapped into all of those. Uh, End of trade Ireland in the north. They, they again, it's cross-border trade, so they'll help you. You look at the website, improve the UX, all that kind of stuff. So I've I've pretty much, like, you know, found them all and, and tapped into all of those. And um, the support networks, like Going for Growth, it's a female-led one. Um, they, they're always great for, for advice. So mentors, advice, grants, um, they're all kind of there. And then in 2017, I got two investments. One was from an angel and one was from Enterprise Ireland. So Enterprise Ireland owned 10% of the business. Um, and that got me to the next stage. So every part of funding just got me to the next bit, got me to the next bit. I had run out of money when I was when I did the pivot in 2019. So I knew that the drink wasn't working because I'd spent all my money on production. And But I wanted to change the powder. I didn't know how I was going to do that. So I ended up doing the Microfinance Ireland loan for that to just kickstart that. So again, it was kind of, what stage am I at? How can I solve the problem of getting it just to the next stage? So for me, it was, you know, prove that, it, that people want it, and then I can go and say, I've proved people want it. Can you please support the next bit, which is I need to scale up. I need to make more packs. I need to upgrade the website um, and prove that, and prove that. So my next stage is, okay, 2024, it's about retail. I need to support that. How am I going to get money to do that? It's a bank loan, and it's a crowdfund, or searching for angels.
0: When I originally wrote, wrote the questions, you were on Cedars, but I think mm-hmm. I think you said that that's that's you come off Cedars. What's the what's the yeah. story with Cedars? How how did it work for you and, and 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 what's happening?
1: Yeah. So back in July, I was looking at possibilities of how to bring money into the business, and you can never have enough conversations about trying to find money. And you know, people promise you money and delighted to get involved in the business, and then they suddenly go away, or they're you know, their money is there this year. Or it might be there next year, and so you have a lot of higher kicking conversations. And as a founder and as a person that's trying to grow the business, it's never fast enough. Like you're like, okay, give me the money, give me, you know, you're in, you're in, you're in. And it's never, it's months and months and months and months. and months. So I decided to do theaters as a, okay, this, you know, it's a three month process. You, you, You do the due diligence, you get your campaign ready, you press play, you get the, hopefully get the money in and then you close it and it's all done within three months. In reality, it's not three months. So I started uh, doing uh, conversations about Cedars in August. We were supposed to go live in October. Uh, a few things happened. It ended up going live in November. And um, it, I so so it's funny the way things happen. Um, so you go out, then you look for pre-committed money. You look for friends and family to tap into that. You look. You try and tap into your customer base. So and then you you look at the Cedars investor list so once you're so I went on to my pre-launch campaign and that was so interesting what happened so I'm an investor through that right so and I've decided we've decided to take theaters offline and we're going forward with investments ourselves so he's an angel and um, yeah so we're going to look into 2024 of um, getting the raise a different way and uh, Cedars were great. Um, they launched into the EU at the same time through through my campaign, but I felt it was a better decision to go the way I went.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's probably mm-hmm. something. Well, I, I certainly wasn't aware of, but I guess Cedars is something you might go back to in the future. But it was it was oh, the route yeah. to that investment. I mean, which is what you want ultimately, isn't it?
1: The outcome is hopefully going to be the same. Um, my Cedars and I have both agreed that hopefully I will go back. My campaign is there. Um, I I probably need to do a bigger raise on Cedars. Like I wasn't going to go for much. I think I'd like to go back to Cedars when I, at at again this time twelve months when I'm when I need four hundred thousand, and I have that more traction and I have a bit more under the belt um, to communicate that. And then again, like little things like. It, Cedars is a UK platform, even though they're available in the EU. Uh, SEIS E-I-S is available to as a tax break for um, UK-based companies. So do I base the company in the UK to tap into that? That's a, a, a thought process. Um, you know, uh, so, so there's things that I can do for the next Cedars raise uh, that will make it more attractive. And it's kind of around like Cedars investors like the tax break and all that. So there's a few things that I need to look into. But definitely, I would definitely do the crowdfund um, route again. And I've learned so much from it and how it works. So I would be, yeah, looking forward to that the next time.
0: How have you approached marketing and promotion? Uh, you know, fi- finding, engaging, I guess, people who, who need just be in their life.
1: Uh, A couple of ways. So my email marketing is always a really good way. So people sign up. So I have sixteen hundred people on my database. They get not too much of a shout out. Um, Again, that's something that needs to be improved. Where you're updating them on the brand or recipes or things going on. Three out of the four emails, and the one email is your sales pitch. So there's a bit more of a strategy needs to go into that in twenty twenty four. Um, I've had no budget for marketing pretty much. So it's been me in a video shouting about the product as annoying as I am. So it's, that you know, you, you kind of step outside your comfort zone, you do what you have to do. It's, you know, talking about that, I joined Guaranteed Irish, which is the company that promotes Irish products. They've been brilliant. Um, you know, they do a, a monthly competition for brand champions. So where do you put like, the? it's called the G. So this is an, a symbol. It's been around for years, like, decades and people recognize it. So it's how, you know, so I started putting that on everything and I ended up winning the branch champion uh, competition in September. I got a 15 grand pure budget out of that from them. So that got me an ad in the Irish times. It got me local radio ads. And um, there's a few more bits that I do with them. Um, and it's just, you know, going for those competitions, going for the awards, shouting about it on Instagram. I'm always shouting about it on LinkedIn uh, I will talk about it, you know, wherever I can. And and, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's all you can do at my stage. So the next stage, when you have the big marketing budgets, of course, you're looking at the TikTok advertising, you're looking at Instagram ab- advertising, you're looking at sponsorship, influencers, all that. But it hasn't been in my story so far too much.
0: Finally, is there anything you wish you could go back and tell yourself at the start? Anything you've learned that you wish you knew at the beginning?
1: It's going to take a long time <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. so i thought have an idea i'm going to have a product in two weeks i'm going to sell it and everyone's going to love it and it's going to be really easy and there you go that was seven years ago you know and things changed so i have developed patience which i have very little love and nothing happens fast enough i've also learned that nobody else is on your time trajectory People are busy, and when you're looking for things, they're not there waiting to fulfil your needs. So, when you're outsourcing things, um, you know you 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 want to get your operations timeline in play. Again, another goal for 2024. So, you know if 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 more products are selling, there's a big panic. Oh, I need more. I need more. But people, you know, that's not affecting their timelines. You need to be more prepared. So it's you know upskilling and learning things and um yeah it would telling my other self that like it's going to take a while
0: excellent thank you so much thanks for your time you can learn more about just be and buy online at uh, justbe.com and if you want to listen to more episodes of the food founders interview go to frockopcouk forward slash podcast or search for food founders interview wherever you get your podcasts thanks so much for your time Loni. uh absolutely fascinating and i'm going to go and order myself some of that now
1: Yay. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone.